Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims. And our guest tonight is Kyle Strateger with Soul Bar at the Joseph Hotel. And I, I know I've, I've left some things out of that title, so you'll have to fill it in. What's the, so it, is it the Soul Bar or just Soul Bar? Um, so we're Soul Bar um, at the Joseph, um, or Soul at the Joseph. Uh, a lot of times we go into the different namings. Uh, Le Meridian is the type of hotel we are. Um, the Joseph is actually the name uh, from the Bazzutis, the Bazzutis' grandfathers, who are the owners of the hotel, and also the owners of uh, Maranova. It's a beautiful hotel, and it's a wonderful bar for a lot of reasons, um, but the biggest reason is because they have you there. You are amazingly knowledge like you blow me away with your knowledge and i know i've said that a lot on this podcast because we have so many talented bartenders in this town but your depth of knowledge is just mind-boggling um i love the story to tell the story um we were on a cocktail you're on, on our cocktail tour and during one tour there was a woman um she was from Turkey, and she asked you a random question about what would you pair with some random Turkish thing? And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way he's going to be able to answer this. And you did, and she like understood what you were saying. I, I had no idea what you're talking about. She knew what you were saying, and it was like, holy shit, this guy knows everything. Where where do you get all this knowledge? Well, um, I think that one of the things that intrigues me about uh, this, just like uh, what intrigued me about art when I was in school, is that there's uh, very rarely one right answer, and there's no way that you can understand or know it all. Um, so every day you go to work, there's always something new that you can uh, discover or find out. And, um, you know, even from interviewing all the different bartenders around town, I'm sure you're uh, realizing people have different areas that interest them um, and they can find their own little niche to uh, really, you know, discover and explore. So um, I always love it when I'm learning something new and when I'm taking something that uh, might apply to uh, one style of food or one situation, find a way that it can apply to someone else. So. And you're a heavy user of the. You showed our guests last time we were at your at your bar. The the was it the flavor bible? Is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, flavor bible is a, a great tool. Um, it, that's something kind of going back to uh, Alinea's and taking inspiration from their documentary about uh, flavor bouncing um, and really looking at ways that you can take uh, one flavor and figure out different other flavors that are going to complement it and. Uh, Basically, if you, you know, start with one and it relates to another and then you tie that flavor to another one and it comes back around, uh, then you can get up to four to five different flavors that are all going to play well together um, and really kind of build some complexity. Flavor bouncing. Is that an industry term? I've never heard yeah, that Yeah, uh, that's, that's a term the, um, that the head chef of Alinea has used, but uh, basically relating to the idea that um, it's almost like... Uh, describing in jazz when they're using uh, different musical notes and uh, kind of playing those off of each other. If you're playing flavors and bouncing those off of each other, um, if they relate to the item next to it and they also relate across from it, uh, that's how you build extra flavor. So a lot of people have a hard time 
putting like four or five flavors together without them getting too muddy um, or without them not connecting to one ingredient and that ingredient kind of standing too far out. But if you uh, think of it as pairing, you know, five dishes, one to each other, and then putting them all together in one, then you can kind of find that balance. So at Solbar, how do you come up with your cocktail menu? Is it just you or is it a collaboration with all of your bartenders? Um, so bar staff is great. Everyone has their own strength. And uh, I always like to uh, put out a basic form of the recipe. Uh, basically what I'll do is I'll go through and find uh, from strong and kind of bourbon type drinks to uh, long drinks that might be a certain flavor that's become popular or a certain style. Uh, I'll put the basic format out and then I'll ask people, you know, gravitate towards which drink really kind of moves you or speaks to you. And then I'll have them try different variations um, and then we'll go through and test those. Uh, so bar staff's tremendously important. Uh, and it's very important to involve them into it too, because if you design a, you know, a great menu, uh, maybe you're great at making those cocktails and those cocktails speak to you. Uh, but if your staff's not involved, then they're not going to sell those drinks to their patrons. Um, so then you're going to be like, wow, I really love that drink. Why did it fail? Why is no one ordering it? And it's like, well, maybe you didn't talk to your staff and see if they actually like that drink. Yeah, that's a really good point. At the Soul Bar, you have uh, a lot of different events. You have Friday night whiskey, yep. and then you have Saturday bubbles. So we have whiskey on high every Friday, and we have sparkling on high every Saturday. Uh, the whiskey on high, uh, will come up with either educational flights or, uh, once a month right now, our last Friday of the month, we're doing rare flights. So those are going to be bottles that usually takes me, uh, two to three months to kind of hunt down and locate. Um, and it's also taking some bottles that may be over a hundred to $200, um, in price point and making them much more approachable, um, to our guests. So that's what we really love to be able to do, um, is, you know, offer that experience. On a recent flight, uh, we did offer um, Pikeville Rye, uh, Peerless uh, two-year-old rye, uh, Widow Jane 12-year-old uh, high rye bourbon, and Angel's Envy uh, cast finish rye. Oh, wow. Um, so that's a wonderful lineup. And again, it's going to allow us to talk a little bit about some MGP sourced products um, and how people are finishing those and some new craft movement. Um, plus being able to try again, some of those high price point items and really decide, is it worth diving in? I mean, a hundred dollar bottle is a pretty big commitment to most people right? and it's good to be able to try a, you know, ounce of that with Absolutely. Uh, a, a lower price, uh, to really say, you know, some people love the angels envy rye. Some mm -hmm. people find that it's a little bit too sweet for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, peerless rye is pretty new to market out of Louisville and, um, uh, again, they have a newer story of, you know, blending six barrels together, uh, using that small batch method and having a uh, 110 degree uh, rickhouse, you know, mm -hmm. does that make an effect? Well, maybe for you, your palate, yes, it make a tremendous amount. Uh, for other people, they find maybe they don't like it as much. Um, so that's kind of the format. And those conversations are just uh, priceless too. being able to talk about that with your guests and uh, hear what they have to say. Because if I'm making a decision of what I'm going to carry in house, I should really know if someone really enjoyed it and truly likes it. Um, or else I just have an expensive bottle that's uh, gathering dust on the back of my bar. That's a great strategy. So how much does it cost? Uh, so in general, they'll range between 25 to $50.
Tell me about the Saturday event. So on uh, Saturdays, we have sparkling on high and uh, we keep it to sparkling instead of just champagne because we like to be able to try um, different uh, bubbles from all around the world and even sometimes bubbling cocktails. Uh, right now, what we're focused on is alternating flights. Uh, we're doing uh, California and French connection um, where we have a Chardonnay and then we also have a sparkling wine out of California. And then on the other one, we have a love connection, uh, flight, and that's going to be with the, uh, Laurent Perrier and Perrier Jouet, uh, which are two champagne houses, uh, that are joined by marriage. So, uh, if they do the love connection one, do they get like a discount on a room if they get a love connection during that? (laughs) You know, I would love to be able to offer that. Unfortunately, (laughs) a lot of times we are at capacity, so it it does, uh, pay to book the hotel room before you come to the bar. (laughs) Now, do, do you actually take them through the tastings personally, or are you are your bartenders taking them through the tastings? They're not just getting a flight. Yeah. So with uh, whiskey on high, uh, especially the rare flights, uh, we try to set it up at different times so that we actually have about an hour to talk about it, and I can guide them through the process. Uh, then on the other Fridays. Uh, throughout the month, the bar staff has been trained on it, and it's been a great chance for me to educate our staff, teach them a little bit about it. Um, and really, we let the guests dictate. Um, when they come in for that experience, some people really like to uh, be led through, be told a lot about the whiskeys, um, and have that interaction. Sometimes, not so much. Maybe they're enjoying each other's company a little bit more. Uh, maybe they're uh, pretty advanced in their whiskey knowledge, and they might just want to have someone who they can ask questions to. Um, That's nice that you give them that option. Definitely. And same thing with the uh, champagne flights. Uh, We have uh, some wonderful regulars that will come in the afternoon, and they just really enjoy our company more than really um, getting into like a sommelier discussion of uh, sparkling wine and the bubble and the different tasting notes. Uh, So I think that it it really changes, too, with familiarity. If you uh, come in regularly, we'll learn what you like and uh, what you don't like and uh, be able to cater to that, too, in future flights. Wait, you said they come in the afternoon. Is this uh, an all-day long thing? So sparkling on high is from noon until uh, we sell out of the bottles. Uh, We're able to do uh, 12 flights each weekend. Um, And if we get um, advanced notice of larger groups, we've been able to buy more bottles in order to accommodate for that. And people can learn about the ticket. They can buy tickets. They can learn about the events on your website, which is? So uh, you can find us at uh, soulatthejoseph.com. Uh, or you can also go through Facebook and add us, Soul of the Joseph. Um, and Eventbrite actually has the tickets. Uh, but that's the best way to find out what's going on. And uh, we also try to stay pretty active on Instagram. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so tell me about you. How long have you been in the business? Uh, so I think it all started when I was 15 years old. I accidentally connected. That's illegal. I think, well, um, (laughs) you can clean dishes. Um, I think that the little shots that were being snuck to me while I was cleaning (laughs) dishes were the illegal part, but, um, I, I basically accidentally connected to the wrong city when I was connecting to AOL back at the dawn of the internet. And, uh, that created a uh, phone bill that was over $500 to the shock of my parents. Uh, so I went into, uh, the summer when I was 15 years old with $500 debt to my parents, uh, that I had to pay off somehow. And, uh, that prompted me to go down the street, uh, to an Italian restaurant and uh, start washing dishes for them there and kind of learning the business. That's good motivation. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And where, what city was this in? Uh, so this is in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Okay. So Cincinnati area. Yeah. We were still north of the Cincinnati airport. So, yeah. uh, my, my wife who's from Eastern Kentucky won't let me say I'm from Kentucky. I'm from Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> So you started washing dishes in an Italian restaurant. So when did the bartending bug bite you? Uh, well, like I said, I was always interested and fascinated with what the bartenders were doing. So anytime I wasn't stuck in the dish pit, I was back there, you know, polishing their glasses and kind of learning the stories and kind of idolizing that life. Um, and then throughout uh, the end of uh, college, I was working at bars or going to bars and really enjoying that part of the lifestyle uh, while I was attending University of Kentucky for um, computer science and engineering and then later on uh, printmaking and drawing. So mm. uh, kind of a varied background in that, but it all comes into play now. So I'm pretty lucky. How does that. it come into play now? Uh, so when you're the uh, general manager of a bar or restaurant, you have so many hats that you have to wear. Um, from photographer when you're doing Instagram uh, to designing uh, handouts and pamphlets when uh, you're um, trying to decide what font goes for um, what message uh, when you're designing your marketing. Um, then uh, you have your micro system um, or your other POS system that you have to program the buttons. And then you also need to be able to read all those reports. Uh, it's like I actually don't think I could have tailored a better background um, for my degree if I had uh, tried. So. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. We are going to, or you, I keep saying we, we are not going to make a cocktail, but you're going to make a cocktail for us. What are you going to make for us tonight? Uh, so I brought for you a double barrel aged Martinez riff using cognac instead of the uh, traditional old Tom gin. Um, and again, I figured kind of Taking everything back to the beginning, the Martinez is known as one of the very first cocktails predating the uh, Martini by a bit. I believe the uh, original print date is in the 1884s. And uh, this is also kind of a nod to uh, one of my favorite bar uh, bartenders, Souther Teague, uh, who kind of turned me on this idea of uh, double barreling um, items. So in order to get a little more consistency in your barrel age, uh, we'll barrel age it once. And then we'll use that cask to fill another cask uh, as a second one and then fill the original cask with the new mix. So this has been through two different barrels. Um, so some of this barrel uh, originally started aging uh, back at the beginning of July. And uh, we'll continue to top this off with a secondary barrel um, so that that way it becomes almost like an ancestor cocktail. Uh, the longer we keep this barrel alive and keep filling it off, um, the older some remnant of that will be. Um, and that's a really nice kind of way to uh, keep kind of legacy going or maybe even start a tradition of your own at home. Very I fun. love that. Yeah. So since we don't actually have to mix up a cocktail, we're going to take a break and chill some glasses. And when we come back, we'll taste your fabulous uh, barrel-aged cocktail. <laughs> And we are back with, what is this cocktail again? Uh, so this is a take on a Martinez. Okay. So originally Martinez is going to be uh, Old Tom Gin, Luxardo, and Vermouth. And then usually Boker Bitters was used. Uh, but some other people have been uh, swapping in different like uh, Ango and other bitters. 
I'm getting uh, a lot of orange. Like I haven't even touched my glass yet, and I I smell the orange zest. But I noticed that you rubbed orange on the stem of the glass. What what's the purpose of that? Uh, so that's a fun little uh, trick that I picked up from Travis Owens, and that's uh, when you have a cold glass. If you put the orange oils um, up top, they're going to settle down because they're going to become chilled. And if you put a little bit of that orange oil on the stem of the glass, uh, your body heat will warm those oils up uh, in order to continue that smell and that bouquet throughout drinking your cocktail. Oh, that's a good trip. So you're expressing the orange over the drink to get the oils into the glass, but then you're also rubbing it on the stem and then your hands heat. Okay. I like that. Very good. All right. Well, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Hansberry, you didn't clink me though. (laughs) <laughs> mm, that's tasty that is nice so do you have a different name for it since it's double barrel aged and yeah um, not just a martinez usually I, I like to keep it in um kind of long written form when i'm uh producing it and then once we've got a, a lockdown recipe we'll come up and uh, name it um, naming sometimes can be the hardest thing. And, uh, other times you come up with this perfect name and you're like, I've got to make a drink based off of that. Um, so that's kind of what you call a concept cocktail. Uh, this one came out of necessity of knowing that, uh, this was going to make a great drink and, uh, we'll figure out what the name will be later. So is this currently available at soul bar or not yet? Uh, if you've listened to this podcast and you come in and ask for it, I guarantee you'll get it. Uh, but it's not currently on the menu yet. Okay. There's a little advanced. So this is a nice warm me up on a very cold night cocktail. So it's, we're in Columbus, Ohio and it, what's the temperature right now? One, negative one, something like that. It's, it's freezing. It's so cold that I almost cried when I opened the door and let somebody in. Um, but I, I think this. What is it? Up to six. Oh, six. Oh. Well, it's balmy out now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this cocktail, Blair? I, I love it. I, what do you I, like about it? So I've always liked martinis, but also martini riffs. And this to me is is something between a martini and one of my other favorite cocktails, a Manhattan. Mm. And yeah. so it's... It's just a really complex, rich, and I am getting some of that barrel out of that, which is nice. It's not just a straightforward Martinez. I like that. I I like that it's adding complexity to it and very nice. So with Soul Bar being at the Joseph Hotel, Joseph Hotel is a beautiful place. And I know we were there one Saturday and Blair happened to look over and notice that this guy had one of those uh, placards with, it was obviously a lanyard. Was a lanyard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, lanyard, yes. And it was uh, the manager for one of his favorite bands. And so Blair struck up a conversation with him and ended up getting free tickets to this concert. I imagine you see a lot of people like that at your bar. What's the what's the one person that has stood out to you, or, or more than one, maybe? Uh, well, we've definitely had some wonderful um, celebrities and um, high end clientele. Uh, my favorite thing is probably my uh, secret on how you take care of a high profile guest. 
uh, be as clueless as I am about who they are so that <laughs> someone explains to you who you just took care of after they've left. Um, that's usually the way. Now, there have been a couple of celebrities that I've definitely known um, when we take care of um, But I, again, uh, my best advice is usually treat them like anyone else um, because, you know, they have fans all over the world and everyone's trying to get their attention. Uh, I really like to focus on the idea of putting myself in someone else's shoes um, and thinking from their perspective uh, how are we going to have an amazing service and how we can take care of them uh, the way that they want to be treated. Um, and so many of the times uh, when we have them, uh, we, you know, they have their own security that help kind of divide their space um, and allow them a little bit more privacy. We, of course, uh, try to make sure that we allow them to have that uh, wonderful room um, and space. And, and many times most of our guests are very uh, respectful as well, too. So. Um, yeah, it's just a wonderful atmosphere, mm -hmm. uh, to be in. And, um, I, I choose not to name names, but, sure. um, yeah, it's definitely always fun to see uh, a big act come through town. So you have tons of art there, um, which is always really fun. They switch it out every once in a while. Um, mm -hmm. how do they do it on it? Like a, a timed rotation or is it just random? Uh, it can really depend. Uh, sometimes uh, the, the art that we're talking about is on loan from uh, the Joseph Collection from Bazooties. Uh, sometimes that art will be used in uh, other installations. Uh, sometimes we'll try a piece and decide that it's not really kind of fitting with the atmosphere. Um, and then other times uh, there will be pieces that are real hallmarks. Um, so the, uh, the sign that's right next to the soul bar um, which actually spells soul from a, uh, abandoned liquor, uh, sign that had the letters rearranged, um, has really become iconic. And so that piece will stay, um, other pieces of artwork, uh, like the screen prints and things like that might even be in the, uh, Joseph print collection and could be for sale. Um, so depending on that, it'll, uh, change around. And I think that, uh, they do a wonderful job of rotating the art so that we have uh, new and wonderful art, um, for every gallery hop, um, also you know fit for uh, different occasions and uh, each landing of the hotel actually has uh, different artwork installed on each floor too which is really nice for our guests and even the floor of the lobby is an art piece in itself if you go up to the second floor and look down oh yeah that definitely uh you get the 3d block effect uh um, to visualize it um over radio imagine the game of cubert um, where the blocks stack up to make those uh, little pyramids. Uh, but that's all made out of uh, shipped Italian marble. Um, and it's just a beautiful um, background. Uh, we've actually even had uh, many brides who decide to lay down on the floor, even in their nice dress, in order to take some wonderful photographs. Oh, I bet that's really cool. So I had a um, someone on our cocktail tour recently asked me if anyone could go up to the second floor is, can anyone just walk up there? Like, yep. As long as we don't have a private event, um, or, you know, what we call our pre-function spaces, that area outside of the ballroom, uh, then guests are more than happy. Uh, we're more than happy to allow guests to, uh, check out the hallway on that floor. Um, and even, uh, do a little bit of people watching. I know that for the uh, Pride Parade this year, uh, we had some guests staying with us that really wanted to beat the heat and enjoy some wonderful drinks. 
So we brought up a couple of buckets of champagne and some uh, nice drinks and snacks for them. And they were able to watch uh, the entire parade from the comfort of our second floor uh, windows. How oh, fun. That's a good thing to do. That, that might be a good game plan for next year. <laughs> well, I was thinking about um, the Doodah Parade, too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, it's really hot for Doodah Parade. Your food, you have the benefit of having all your food from the Guild House next door, which is a Cameron Mitchell restaurant, right? Yes. Uh, so we partnered with uh, Cameron Mitchell restaurants uh, for uh, a separate concept uh, with Low Meridian Brands uh, through uh, SBG, um, Starwood Brands. They uh, basically have kind of a game plan of what you'd follow. So if you were running a hotel they would say, okay, well, your restaurant's going to be Latitude, your bar is going to be called Longitude, and you're going to follow this playbook. Uh, luckily, uh, working with the Bazootis as owners and the Wisherman management partners uh, who run the hotel, uh, they decided that they wanted to have something a little bit more unique for the short north. Uh, they knew that it's a thriving local community and having one cookie cutter idea wasn't going to fit this city. Uh, so working with Cameron Mitchell, they were able to come up with the idea of the Guild House um, and uh, that real fresh local um, produce, local meats and uh, farm to table concept, along with their uh, award winning chefs, has really brought a uh, top tier food. And they do a special uh, menu just for us at Soul Bar uh, that we kind of say is uh, locally um, inspired, but it's going to be globally influenced. Uh, basically with Low Meridian brand, the idea is home away from home and also exploring and uh, working around the globe. So you'll see some items uh, like our duck confit ramen, which of course has a nice Asian inspiration, um, but locally sourced duck and locally sourced uh, corn. Um, and then you'll find other items like a lobster roll, which might be a little bit uh, more local uh, with Maine as the inspiration to that one. But again, kind of um, involves that traveling piece. And is that same food, is that the food, uh, the room service that the guests get if you stay at the... Yes, uh, bo both room service and all of our banquets are actually catered out of the kitchen. So uh, the guild houses can provide all the uh, food in the uh, hotel and the restaurant. Is the bar open 24-7? Uh, no, we do close, although it may not seem like it. Um, we are closed between the hours of uh, 3 a.m. and uh, 6 a.m. So... And then Ryan comes in and starts uh, making some coffees. Yep. Yeah. We have uh, fresh Illy coffee uh, brewed as espresso and drip coffee every morning. Um, and we're actually looking at some local programming to encourage uh, people who aren't guests of the hotel to come by and enjoy that awesome coffee uh, by offering complimentary drip coffee on Mondays uh, to help get your work week going. Mm, that sounds fabulous. Okay. So I you can need, just need to take a detour on my way to work. So you can just walk in and just get a free coffee? Yep. Uh, mention this uh, podcast or uh, mention our other advertising and uh, say, hey, I'm a Columbus local, and we'll be more than happy to serve you up a uh, cup of drip coffee every Monday. Wow, that's a good deal. You heard that, listeners. You better get to the soul bar. Well, you should go anyway just because it's a fabulous place, but yep. now you have a reason to go in the morning and the afternoon because you can start on noon on Saturdays mm -hmm. with the the champagne or the bubbles and then uh yeah cocktails all day that sounds Definitely. like a great plan 
<laughs> yeah, we, we actually have so many people who uh, want to also enjoy kind of a later night life that'll order uh, in-room dining drinks uh, so that they're able to kind of skirt things a little bit. So what? we've had a couple buckets of champagnes and a few buckets of beer uh, follow people up to their room oh. at 3 a.m., um, which is always a nice service to be able to provide as well. Nothing good happens after midnight, I'm telling you. <laughs> people should just go to sleep, really. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for being our guest. We really appreciate you braving this frigid weather to come out and talk to us. And to our listeners, go on their website to um, find out about their Friday night whiskey flights and their Saturday bubbles. Um, and just go and, and have a, a wonderfully crafted cocktail and talk to Kyle if he's there because he knows everything about everything. And then go up to the second floor and check out some artwork. They have some really beautiful pieces there. Um, but I wanted to mention, too, we have a new thing going on. It's called uh, Women and Whiskey. It's a tasting for women that we're doing uh, one the f- second Tuesday of every month at the Great Southern Whiskey Bar. Um, also, we're launching a new podcast-ish kind of thing. It's... Um, called small talk so it's in between our normal podcasts um it's bartenders who call in with their stories and um so if you have a if you're a bartender and you have a story you want to tell um email us at info at columbuscraftcocktailtour.com and we'll give you a phone number where you can send me that and also uh, visit our website columbuscraftcocktailtour.com for tour dates and tickets and uh soul bar is on our cocktail tour and the cocktail tour includes a guided uh, tour of the artwork, which is really, really awesome. So Everyone check that loves out. that. Everybody does love that. Yeah. A little added bonus on our cocktail tour. So Blair, you want to take us out? Yeah. I just want to remind everyone to drink responsibly, tip appropriately, and always be cocktail curious. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.